Welcome to the Dr. Dad's Podcast, where a naturopathic chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily. This is Dr. David Wardley, and I'm here with Dr. Nick Jensen, and we are the Dr. Dad's. And boy, do we have a great one for you today. Today, our topic is beware of kryptonite, toxins, and detox. And, you know, just like the fasting episode a couple weeks ago, I get excited, brother. Me too, man. This is important information, so it's hard not to get excited about this stuff. Well, and we, I, we live in this arena almost daily, right? Daily. And the reason is because we're all toxic, and we're all toxic to different degrees, and it's having massive implications of affecting our health. And if you're not creating awareness and understanding what these things in our environment are doing to us and how they're slowly trying to kill us practically and know the importance of actually detoxing the proper way, then you're just asking for problems as we take our journey through life. Mm-hmm. Why, don't we, why don't we start off with talking about what are some of the major exposures that we all, that we all uh, you know, are, are affected by? And then we so, can dive into the different yeah, yeah. talks that are out there. So, so give them some daily ones, brother. Yeah. So, you know, here's, here's a shocker that I didn't realize. And, and I think most of us take for granted is just w- what you put on your body, your skin is probably, well, it's, it's way more absorbable than we give it credit for. You know, we think of like amphibians who breathe through their skin. You know, we receive light, we receive information through our environment constantly through our skin. I mean, even the little hairs, you know, when you get excited about something, your proprioception is happening all the time. Our skin is a highly absorbable surface. It's also an amazing barrier. But, you know, I tell patients now, if you can't eat it, don't put it on your skin. So because this is one of the least regulated um, areas of, of the beauty care industry, I mean, they can put all sorts of different crap into, um, into shampoos or makeups or deodorants or different sprays. Like, I mean, I don't know about you, David, but I used to wear that Axe stuff and my wife still makes fun of me for wearing that. Oh, product. that stuff's <laughs> toxic, man. It's horrible, right? Yeah. But you're, maybe you're talking, you're speaking truth, man. You know, like we talk, I, I like always letting everybody know that the people that we think that are looking out for us, right, they're not. And you look at the U.S. and regulations for stuff like you're saying that they let they, they allow in skin and beauty products and things that we put on our bodies, and there's like no regulation. You know, a lot of countries outside of the U.S. they literally have these huge lists of all these chemicals and things that are banned mm-hmm. because they're known carcinogens and endocrine disruptors, right? And they cause you know cancer. I mean, really bad stuff. So people, I think, actually think that these companies that make these products tested these things and were making sure there was no long-term problems and that they're looking out for them and everyone, they're not. So we have to look out for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, there, you know, if you look at the back of a bottle, I mean, we all have, there's most of the stuff on there we can't even pronounce. And then we look for the natural ingredients and we go, bingo, it's a good product. There's natural stuff in there. I see aloe vera. We're good. <laughs> Forget about the, 50 other ingredients that are on there that are that are causing like you said endocrine disruption to just accumulating toxicity or bpa or phthalates or all the other stuff that that's going on and you know even just something as simple we all used to wear the i used to wear the old spice deodorant i don't know about you but you know there might still be dads out there wearing old spice and, and you look at the back and there's aluminum and you know all sorts of other crap in there 
and we take for granted this this skin as you know as much as we can give it credit for creating a protective barrier it's massively allowing these things to get through and into our bodies and you know you know maybe it's a perfect time to talk about what how how else we accumulate stuff but once the stuff gets in you know it doesn't necessarily just you know move out all on its own right it goes somewhere well now you're getting in the theory of like what some doctors believe and actually some people say like i've heard you know doctors actually tell their patients that oh no your body can dump everything that you that you put in it it's 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 able to do that and the reality that you and me understand and that many doctors that we work with in the arena that we're in is that's just not true a lot of these things once they go in they're not coming out unless you actually know a way to get them out mm-hmm. yeah right and then, you know, I think a good thing that we could do to play to play in this reality of toxins that we're getting hit with, why don't we take them from like rising in the morning through their day of like where they're getting hit 24-7. I mean, you said something important about the skin. You talk about just getting into a shower in the morning. You know, our tap water is full and full of chlorine, right? There's all kinds of other heavy metals and fluoride and all this junk in there. And like you're saying, we absorb it through our skin. So they have this saying of, you know, a 10-minute shower is like the equivalent of drinking 10 glasses of tap water, right? Because you're still absorbing all that stuff through your skin. And I have this joke in El Paso because I've tested the water here and looked at the amount of chlorine in it. And it's about the same as a, as a swimming pool chlorine. Thank goodness. Wow. So I laugh because people get out of the pool here in the summer or whatever, and then they go rinse off thinking they're getting the chlorine off, and they're not. They're just <laughs> putting more chlorine on their body, right? Uh, so, so true. It, it, it's a little humorous, but it's the reality. And, and if you're not understanding these things and aware of them, you're inviting problems. And so let's start. you got the shower. We're getting hit with chlorine and fluoride and a, a mess of other things. And then you go in, you brush your teeth if you're not using the right toothpaste, right? If it has fluoride and a bunch of these other things, not a clean toothpaste. And then the tap water, you're hitting fluoride again. So you're getting more poison in your system. And then like as men, we don't put a ton of products on unless you're in the metro arena, which is fine. But I mean, for the most part, we have, there, there's a spectrum of how much stuff is used in the morning. So you have your hair gel, you're like you're saying, your deodorant, maybe some lotions, the shampoos and conditioners you use, maybe even the aftershave and stuff that we're putting on our face. Um, what else? I mean, that's about it for me. I don't think it goes beyond that, but there may be some other things, but if you're not sourcing these products and making sure that they're clean, you're literally putting poison on you every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's funny cause it's, it's one of those areas where you just, you don't really think about it. You know, you look at the brands we're being marketed to them all day long and you see them on TV and um, you know, you just, you think that everything's going to be safe and you know, it turns out it, it's a massive accumulator of toxicity for us. And it's, it's something you're doing every day. And this is something I keep saying to people. It's, it's not that you just did it once. It's like, it's happened for the last couple of decades. You know, and I don't know what you, David, too, but I mean, when it comes to, say, aftershaves and some of those things, I mean, I can't stand getting into an elevator and just smelling like perfumes, colognes, all that other stuff that people wear daily. And, you know, and then you're breathing this stuff in. It's not even just that it's going on your skin. It's just it starts to move itself into your lung tissue and your sinus pathways and everything else. And we know these strong smells, these polycarbons and other things that get into our brain massively affects brain function and, and start open up that blood brain barrier because it's another toxin in the body. So it's, it goes beyond just, you know, putting on the skin because we do start to inhale these things. 
Oh yeah, you got your air, right? We're getting hit in the air, air quality around us, right? You know, a lot of people are putting these fancy air filters like the Molecule, I have one in my bedroom, I know yeah. you have one. Yeah. And it's because of the air quality and how it affects our health. And you do see differences when you clean your air. I mean, you look at the indoor air quality versus outside, and what do they say? It's like 10 times yeah. uh, worse air quality inside your house. And many people are indoors all day, so they're just actually breathing in this recycled air. You have all these VOCs from like paint and all these furnishings and the carpet, right? And there's all this stuff they're inhaling, and a lot of them are unaware that that's actually affecting their health, and it's causing damage at a cellular level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then just, you know, going back to to just the water too, you know, we, we even talked about, you know, some of the things that don't make it through the treatment cycle uh, or do make it through the treatment cycle, you know, they're, they're testing levels of water and looking at, you know, uh, statin drugs are showing up in our water and birth control pills and, um, you know, things that are getting flushed down the toilet uh, that don't, we don't have a mechanism for actually binding or removing them when, when the water is being treated. So even the things that we don't see, you know, that are, uh, that we just sort of forget about, you know, they, they're making it to the water supply as well. And so, you know, we talk about, you know, when it comes to men, this emasculation or the, you know, men trying to find themselves again or the midlife crisis that happens, part of it is we're getting poisoned with estrogens, you know, in the form of plastic and birth control pills and everything that's coming through a water supply. And, you know, we talked about air, air filters and you got to at least start filtering your water that you're drinking too. And, you know, maybe getting some uh, filters for the shower and whatnot as well. So, um, well, in our, at our house, you know, this was something that we did in the past, I think about two years ago, almost three years ago. You know, every year me and Clarissa think of a big improvement within our household or in our environment that we can do to actually clean it more, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the big things is we did, we bought a water softener and a filtration system for the whole house that goes into the whole line of the house. And we have an RO unit and nurse sink, mm -hmm. you know, and so we actually are doing things like that. So I don't want to overwhelm our listeners because once we start telling you all these areas that you're getting hit, it's a little uneasy, un, un right? Yeah. And then a lot of times people just are like, oh, it's everywhere. There's nothing I can do about it. Mm -hmm. Well, there is actually something you can do about it. And if you just take it little bits by bit and pick, well, pick one or two things, mm -hmm. right, that you can start eliminating from your environment, that's how you get started. And then once you do those, then you just keep adding on. And as years pass, it just keeps getting better and better and better. So don't get overwhelmed here. The reason we're bringing these to your attention is really because we want you to be aware. And we want to make sure that these, these things can be changed for you in the future so that that does impact your life in a positive way. Mm -hmm. yeah it's so important you brought that up because yeah sometimes we do just have to pick one or two things and 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 that's where it starts right like after this next tube of toothpaste i'm going to switch over to a, a brand that i know is more natural and um you know same thing when it comes to the cleaning supplies same thing when it comes to the detergents you know you can just little by little start making those little implementations and maybe that would be a good homework exercise we can talk about at the end but um that's it i mean if we don't bring attention to it and if we don't, you know, realize the massive scale with which we're being exposed, though, um, then it, uh, you know, then then we're not empowering you. And that's the whole process is, is to help to help you understand that there's a problem going on. And there's little by little, there's little things you can do to it. And, you know, maybe there's a good time to even just talk about the metaphor that we that we usually refer to. And that's your, your toxic bucket, right? All this stuff mm -hmm. matters because over time your bucket, your metaphorical bucket continues to fill up to the point where the bucket gets too full and the bucket starts to spill over the side. And those are symptoms, right? 
And maybe we can list off some of the symptoms that we typically see when people's toxic bucket gets full, right? Like that could be headaches and joint pain and allergies and fatigue and brain fog, memory lapse. And but it could go on and on, right? You just set them all anxiety, right? Yeah. You have people with sleep issues. Um, I mean, the list is endless, right? And it's really because we live in this toxic environment. I mean, the, I mean, we live in the most toxic time of human history right now. And that's just a reality. Our parents did not live in this environment, and their parents did not either. And the reality, too, is like we're not as healthy as our parents were and their parents, right? Each generation, we're kind of a little bit more challenged coming into this world. And we're dealing with a, a more difficult world to live in to thrive with your health. So... Um, like you're saying, I mean, there's massive implications when you have a toxic load and a toxic burden on you all the time. And if you're not addressing these things, you're going to live with sleep issues and anxiety and brain fog and, like you're saying, digestive problems. And, I mean, we can go on and on and get into symptoms and all these things that, I mean, the list is probably this long, no joke, like probably mm -hmm. like 80, 100 things, right? But the reality is, like we're saying, is to start eliminating and removing the interferences. That's actually where the fix is. And yeah, you, you, we, you will have to detox if you are having problems, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But the reality is the way to, to, to be on the prevention mode and to avoid things down the road on your journey is to remove these interferences. And that's where the magic takes place. It's, it's, that's like you're saying, you got to stop filling the bucket. Mm -hmm. And your bucket's filling up every day. And many of you will notice you know, like I'm in my mid thirties. How old are you, Nick? 39. 39. So, you know, at when we're at, you'll notice different decades of how your body is functioning, how you're working. And you notice that things, some things slowly creep up on you. They don't come overnight. You know, it's like a slow process. You know, every couple of years you notice things aren't as great as they were the year before. And a lot of this can be due to toxicity. Mm -hmm. It's just a bioaccumulation. And if you're not doing things to detox, removing these interferences and trying to clean out the system every once in a while, then the vehicle just does not run. Mm -hmm. And how, how many people come into your clinics, uh, Dr. David, when, when they come in for, you know, GI symptoms or weight, weight gain and, and they want to know the answer for the one thing that caused this one symptom, right? I mean, right. I mean, it's, it's this oversimplification. <laughs> well, and, and let's be fair. We've been brought up in a system that says there's a pill for every ill. And so we're looking for that magic bullet that's going to fix that one symptom set that seemingly just popped, you know, out of nowhere. I never had this before. I never had allergies before. Now we need antihistamines, you know. I never had joint pain before. Now we need Voltaren, you know. And, you know, and the list goes on and on and on. And, the, I mean, you must find this too. When you're sitting down with someone inside your head, you're like, I know exactly what we need to do. I don't know if this person in front of me is ready to do everything that needs to happen. And where's the best place to start? Well, and I think, you know, the starting point for each individual is going to be very different depending on what you're dealing with, right? So you have different starting points. Um, but again, we're back to big picture, brother. You know, you, you, you want to talk about long-term uh, preventing these, these problems, and it takes action. And like we're saying, start, start simple. It's, it's not, you know, in five years, where will you be? I, I'm going to give that 1% rule, right? You know, I tell people all the time. If you, if you did 1% improvement every day in your habits of what you're doing, where are you going to be in a year? 365% mm -hmm. improvement. Where are you going to be in two years, three years? I mean, it's 1%. It's not a lot. So mm -hmm. it's not like you have to come out of the gate sprinting, but like it's these mild changes over time. And then before you know it, you literally feel like a different person. 
And, and you may have things back that you haven't had and that you were struggling with for a very long time. And we see it all the time. These individuals come in and many of them, brother, they don't know that they're doing it. Yeah. They're just unaware. And so it's a lack of knowledge. So I always tell people the fastest route to getting healthy when you don't have your health is to create awareness and educate yourself. And so you have to make sure that you're, you're finding good sources like the Dr. Dad's podcast, right? Mm-hmm. To give you good information or, I mean, cause there's so much information. We talked about this on one of our first podcasts is people are being bombarded with so much stuff mm-hmm. and they don't, it's almost like it's channel surfing and there's so many channels that you ever heard of that where the people can't pick anymore what they want to watch because there's just too many options. Yeah. That's what it is like in the health arena right now. I think there's so many things being thrown out as the fixes for all these problems. Yeah, these poor people, they don't know which direction to start, and they're just so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, and it's easy to get lost. I mean, for, for all you listeners out there that that have something going on, and you've and you've quote unquote you've done everything, and it's still there. Um, you know, I, again, that's another thing we hear all the time. I've done it all. Uh, nothing's fixing it. This is just who I am. You know, it's easy to just fall into the trap of you know, I'm just because I'm getting old. And all these things are just supposed to happen to us as we age. And I'm sort of a lost cause, but I'm trying one last chance and you're going to fix me in a week. And uh, what, what should we do, right? <laughs> and it's another conversation. It's like, you know, healing takes time. It, and I tell people, it doesn't always take years to start feeling better. Um, you know, the degree of sickness really determines the length or how quickly someone's obviously going to start to make some massive improvements. But like you said, it's a 1% little change and, and that's what we expect. If you had, you know, if you reduced your symptoms by, you know, 20% uh, in a three to four week period, that's pretty phenomenal. And, you know, we're a culture of like getting things immediately, but with a lot of this stuff, it doesn't, it's not like of its own accord, just moving out of your body. You're not necessarily just removing interferences just by changing your mindset, though sometimes that can happen. Um, really, this is a process that you start to have to buy into a lifestyle change that's going to work on, you know, the mental, emotional, the biochemical, the nervous system, the structural changes, and all of this together needs to happen. And again, at a pace that you're comfortable with, but you will move. I mean, people will always move towards uh, much greater health. And the way, I, the way I always sort of lay it out for people is that we, we're working with two sets of people. And the first set is someone who's got a diagnosis, they're, they're, they're knee deep into their illness, or it's, you know, it feels overwhelming. And that's reversing the disease, which is, you know, we've got a slow moving train. You know, it's like, that's the kryptonite. We've got to slowly unpack. And then we've got prevention. And these are two different realms because prevention just essentially comes down to reversing what we can't yet see, what we yet don't know, and then optimizing. And understanding these two different viewpoints is helpful for people, I find, because you know, if we're having a slow moving train, that's a lot more work. It's a lot more effort on your part. Uh, either way, we still have to do the work. But if we're just, if we're able to just move towards prevention, um, that's, that's a different uh, journey altogether. But everything has to revolve around reducing our total body burden, right? That, that bucket we referred to before. Like, like the famous saying, brother, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Mm. And how many, how many people walk in, like we're talking that, because they don't know any better, they're making everything 10 times worse than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, it's, it's just understanding that to feel better, you have to, to change your process. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to get a different result if you don't change what you do. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that. And for many of you who have had your struggles that are listening, if you're wanting those changes in your life and they're not happening, you really need to step back and look at, have I really made changes to what I do? Mm-hmm. Have I been consistent with those changes? And, it, and if that's not there, that's why it hasn't happened for you. And it takes time. You know, we talk about pushing through that resistance, right? When we're having to make these changes, but that these changes have massive, massive improvements for how you feel and how you function in your performance of being a dad and a husband and, and just better, you know, uh, being a human being. And if you want to contribute to this world and just be on your game, then this is a big piece of it. You got to know where that kryptonite is because it's there. It's all around us. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some other kryptonites that some people may not be aware of. And, and one of the most common ones is, and we know one of the biggest sources of mercury is actually from metal amalgams, right? Um, so yeah, you got yeah, you, yeah. the mouth. So the mouth's a big source. Many of us, and I would probably say a large part of, I mean, I don't know in Canada, but in America, many people have silver amalgam fillings uh, for their cavities. Uh, and the reality is, and what people are finally understanding, there's still people in denial. And you even talk to dentists, conventional dentists, and they'll tell you it's a, it's not true, but mm. it's very true. We're actually got educated on this by dentists that are part of international associations, right? Mm-hmm. And 50% of these amalgam fillings have mercury. And when you put hot liquids, there's friction, things like that in your mouth, and they're rubbing on these amalgams, you're literally leaching off vapor of mercury. And it can be measured in parts per million, but it adds up. Like you're saying, it's like a daily thing. And mercury is like one of the most toxic substances on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. It's a neurotoxin. I mean, people just Google like mercury poisoning and look at what it does to people when it's really, really severe. But just think in a mild amount what it can do to you. Mm-hmm. So let me just talk about this real quick because you probably do this too, brother. I run a lot of heavy metal urine challenges in my practice to look at people when we do uh, visual contrast sensitivity testing and we're looking to see if there's neurotoxicity issues. And I always find mercury and lead in people. Mm-hmm. And so you and me are part of that mercury generation. Outside of the silver amalgams, you have vaccines, uh, contact lenses in the 90s. Uh, what do we got? Fish, right? Lots of seafood. What else would you add to that mercury list? Uh, the, I think as far as I know, those are some of the bigger sources, um, you know, and, and then it's showing up in trace amounts and different types of, you know, plants and, you know, different things that we're eating or just consuming just because it's in the soil as well. But um, I think you, like, those are some of the big three, the vaccines, uh, the mercury amalgams and, and seafood. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so this stuff's super toxic. It causes massive cellular inflammation. It's affecting, you know, the membrane potential of our cells and our mitochondria and just your cellular health and your ability to to thrive as a human being. And guys, it's not a question of if it's how much. And here's the funny thing. Uh, You know, there's a small pop, I would say maybe what do you say around 30% of the population is very sensitive to uh, an issue with toxicity, right? Like it's, these people are going to be like almost shut down from these things. And then you have other people that aren't as symptomatic, but it's still there and it's doing its damage long-term. So I think that's a good point to bring up. That's a really yeah. good one to bring up because not everyone's going to respond the same way, you know? And, you know, this isn't a talk of, you know, whether or not vaccines are good or bad for you or whether your mercury amalgams are, are causing your degeneration or not. It's just, it's a total body burden, right? And it's how your body deals with that toxic load, you know, nutrient deficiencies because of soil quality and 
we talked before about leaky gut, leaky brain, all that stuff, you know, if there's a predisposition there, you're going to get hit a whole lot harder than the next person. And so it's not going to knock everyone down, you know, in this moment or five years, but for some people it's 10, 20, 30 years down the road. And this bioaccumulation becomes so overwhelming. Right. So if you're not, like we're saying, if you're not aware of these things, you know, you have to do the right things to, uh, to make sure that, that it's not happening. So, you know, like you look at, um, let's stay on the amalgams real quick, man, because I like educating people on this. Do not let a regular dentist take your amalgams out of your mouth if they need to be removed. You need to go to a holistic or a biological dentist who has the proper equipment and the procedures to remove those amalgams so that you don't get massive amounts of mercury exposure. We actually know individuals that that's what made them massively sick and almost took their life away from them from just having some amalgams removed from their mouth. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's, it's, re, it's a real thing. I mean, once, you know, we have to, I mean, we, we look at even pictures. If you look at pictures of, of a proper mercury removal, I mean, there's vacuums in different areas that everyone's fully covered. I mean, no one wants to inhale this stuff. And <laughs> Yeah, so everybody, uh, just go to YouTube and YouTube the smoking tooth, okay? Mm -hmm. And that'll actually set you on the bandwagon that you need to see all those videos so you can actually get that reality. The other thing on that side, brother, I tell people, why do you think there's all these biological holistic dentists popping up all over the country right now? I mean, in the U.S., they're popping up like crazy right now. Yeah. It's not because it's a new fad of dentistry. It's because there's millions of people that have these things in their mouth, and all these guys know that someone's going to have to take them out once the information hits the masses, and people know they need to get them out of their mouth. So it's just, you know, as a dentist, if you want opportunity, there's one to help, you know, fix a problem. And there's massive amounts of people that need it. So, I mean, there's, there's a huge amount of supply and demand, right? Yeah. And it's like, so, you know, it's like the, the thorn in the side analogy too, right? It's like, you know, I could take my pain medication. I could use my, you know, Tiger Bomb uh, on the area. Just pull the thorn out and let the body start to heal itself. It's the same thing with the mercury amalgams. I mean, we just got a decreased total body burden. It doesn't mean that you know, you're, you're fully recovered and, and you may not feel a whole lot by having them in there, but it's because of the bioaccumulation. So now you have to focus on the next phase, which is actually removing the stuff out of your body. Well, and you talk about getting upstream and we're going to get into that right now when we talk about detox, but you know, looking at those type of things, like Nick's saying, like removing your amalgams, you know, it's, it may not make massive changes right away and you're not going to see a big breakthrough. Some people actually do, but it is going to decrease that toxic burden. And like we're going to talk about right now, and I think this is a good segue for us to jump into detox. Mm -hmm. It has to be pulled out the right way or it doesn't get out. Yeah. And many people are struggling with these types of toxicities and they've done all these types of detoxes, right? And they've literally just stirred the bee's nest and they haven't gotten the stuff out and they're still sick and they think that they're detoxing. And I don't know if they think that it's working, but they're still sick. So, Let's kind of segue our way into, you know, there, there's so much detox out there. That word is thrown around so much that it's almost like nobody listens to it anymore to some degree mm -hmm. because you see these juice, juice cleanses, right? And these um, box type detoxes you can buy at GNC or Costco or some of these things. And there's all these different things and they like to use the word detox. But you and me know that there's only really one way to detox the body where you're getting upstream to, to actually pull these nasty things out like heavy metals and some of these other things. So let's kind of get into that, brother. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think even just like breaking down the word detox, because usually detox is reserved for the realm of like uh, substance abuse and alcohol and that kind of thing. Um, but really detox is just something our body does every single day. 
right? And, you know, there's phase one, phase two, liver detox. One is basically taking a toxic material or substance and making it or break it into smaller parts or into different pieces so that phase two can do something called conjugation, which basically grabs onto and makes it hydro hydrophilic so it can basically be removed of the body. And these phases, phase one and phase two, require different nutrients in order to run properly, right? And lots of little things upregulate, downregulate, and whatever and what else. But uh, your your total body burden is going to determine your capability of dealing with detox. So if we're, if we're talking about like a juice detox, a juice cleanse, all this is really doing is giving your GI tract a break. And you know we we would call it front loading and upregulating insulin. Usually, why people feel kind of crappy when they're doing juice cleansing, and um, but it's not it's not really doing anything very specifically for the liver other than maybe giving some of those phase one, phase two nutrients, but that's not detox. That's just giving your body a bit of a break, right? And there's 10 day cleanses, which may have some of the phase one, phase two support. Um, but we call these downstream detoxes. It's kind of like, um, as our mentor would say, it's kind of like a street sweeper moving down, you know, it's starting to blow dust around and whatnot. And you're, you're, you might be speeding one phase up or down regulating the other. And you're just sort of like making things either move faster or slower. And, uh, and, or, or maybe it's laxatives and things like that. They're just trying to force stuff out of your body. Uh, and that's all downstream. That's looking too far downstream. It's not really looking at the root cause for why people are feeling sick and why they're toxic. And so you're just moving stuff around. We, and then we just can have a reuptake uh, issue where the GI tract has not been stabilized properly. You haven't changed the microbiology. You haven't changed the core nutrients of what you're putting in your body anyway. So the bacteria is going to reconstitute whatever toxins you start to push. And so this has to be a much more inclusive, much more holistic process from start to finish, making sure that all these processes are working in conjunction, not just let's just stimulate phase one or phase two, or let's, let's just give our body a, a little break and all of a sudden we're detoxing. It's, I just think that even the, the word itself has been distorted in our, in our understanding. Oh, massively. And, you know, we have to always explain to people the difference between a, an actual detox versus some of these, like we could call them, Pompa calls them poopers, right? Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're downstream. You're clearing your liver, your kidneys, your gut, right? Like you're saying, you're giving it a break. Most people feel better. They poop better for about a month. They're like, oh, this is awesome. And then all the stuff they were feeling before that comes right back. And they're literally right back where they started. So let's tell them where detox has to take place. And where are these toxins, Doc? I mean, where, people want to understand, like, we're talking about heavy metals on this stuff, but where do these things store? Yeah. Yeah, it's so important. And, and you know, he, the reality is, I mean, you can ask yourself as a listener, where do you think toxicity is stored? You know, it's in your fat, Right. We've got subcutaneous fat, which is just under the surface of our, of our skin. And then we've got visceral fat, which is surrounding your organs. And then we've got our most important fat, which is our brain fat. And, uh, and we know, study after study is showing that these toxins are accumulating in some of our most vital of organs, brain being probably the most crucial because it's regulating the entire body and communicating to the entire system, in your kidneys and your heart. You know, of course, liver and pancreas as well, but you know, just if we just broke down kidney, liver, or sorry, kidney, heart, and brain, I mean, these when these systems shut down, you can't survive, right? And we the the liver itself is very regenerative, but we're not going to regenerate necessarily chunks of our brain. We're not going to regenerate chunks of our heart. I mean, when these things bioaccumulate, we're getting massive dysfunction and nervous system disruption and 
just poor, you know, cellular health in all these different areas. And the way that I liken it to is that when you bioaccumulate this stuff in the tissue, our cell membranes that surround our cells are fat. And so these, these toxins deposit into our cell membranes. And that's where, that's the fat, that's the smallest accumulation of fat in the body is our cell membranes. And when you embed well, And these are the brains, right? Let's tell our listeners, that's the brain yeah. of your cell. Like you have a master system, your brain, right? Your CNS. But people, every living cell in your body, you got over 70 trillion of these little guys. They all have little brains yeah. that your brain has to communicate with. And these toxins, like like Doc's talking about, sorry, brother, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I love it. It's good. They get massively hit with these toxins, and it disrupts your body's ability to literally communicate and actually function normally. Yeah. When you have these these toxins attaching and causing these this massive inflammation, so you're looking at the cell, like Doctor Nick's saying, and that's all you're made of. And if and if you're not healthy at this level because there's a toxic burden that's driving the cellular inflammation and disrupting, you know, we talk about hormones, right? You're gonna have a massive hormone disruption. It's gonna affect energy and mitochondria downregulation. So you're gonna have problems there. I mean, the list goes on and on, but this is the reality of how your body functions and works. And these are the cool things that we like to teach you all because if you understand literally how things function and where these interferences are like these things, it's easy to eliminate them and start changing your health. And so you have to get upstream. Like we have to get upstream to the cell and the brain. And that's actually where detox has to take place. And there really isn't any really detox that's doing that. I mean, I don't know outside of the stuff that we're doing right now that does that, if there's much out there in, in the world, but you have to get upstream to the cell and the brain. Otherwise you're not really detoxing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like to use the analogy of, of an egg. When you crack an egg open, you know, it's, it's uncooked. It's very, mobile and whatnot and that's that's our that's our cells like our cells are very fluid the membrane itself is extremely fluid and, you know it's 50 percent fat 50 percent protein the protein is literally those receptor sites where hormones and nutrients and, and whatever whatever else make their way through the cell and that same membrane makes up that mitochondria that little packet of energy that delivers information to every, to every part of your cellular structure and to the rest of the body and same thing to be said for your nucleus where all your genetic information is stored so these membranes literally are the brains of our cell. They're determining what gets in, what gets out. But once you take that egg and you heat it up, it's distorted. It, it loses, it, the structure changes. When structure changes, you change your function. So you, you distort that receptor site by distorting the shape of your cell membranes. And this is, this is the pathology of insulin resistance and hormonal res resistance. And you know we talked about endocrine disruptors at the beginning of the podcast. That's where it matters. It's really messing with communication from the brain to every cellular network in the body. So, you know, we say this all the time, you got to fix the cell to get well. If you're not going upstream to detox the cells in the brain, forget about it. Well, and I have a personal story here because I've been through this process a couple of times. I, I've done true cellular detox, what we do for our clients. And, and the biggest reason and the excitement that I had behind doing it for myself was because I had brain fog, because I noticed my brain was not functioning like it used to about maybe, I don't know, 10 years ago. I literally started to see lags as I was getting into my mid-30s. And it concerned me. I mean, you, you understand. I've talked to you about all my concussion damage from playing football and collegiate sports and how worried I am about my brain moving forward. And I'm trying to take care of it and rehab it and make sure that I nurture it so maybe I can reverse some of these things. But you look at something like what we're doing with somebody like me and just so many individuals that struggle with brain fog 
And that's, I saw massive changes when I got upstream and I actually got up to the level of the brain and started cleaning up there. It was like night and day. Once I put my body through that, it was like I had a different body almost because my brain was on a different level than it had been in almost a decade. And it's, it's so interesting how we adapt to dysfunction and it becomes our norm. Mm. And we don't notice how much better things can be if we do the right things. And so for me, when I got through with, with my cellular detox uh, program, and I actually did about five months, it literally was, it was like this massive improvement. My, my days were better. My stress levels, you know, I could get through these longer, more stressful days being less stressed. My turnover and cognition, right? My short-term memory. I mean, all these things that I was struggling with that I just thought were going to be the norm for me, they were all gone. And it was, I was so blown away with really when you get upstream and do it the right way, how you feel. And it doesn't mean I'm not going to have to do it again. You know, like we live in such a toxic world that I'm going to have to do this multiple times all the time. I mean, you and me live a lifestyle where our toxic burden is very low and we're all always doing other things to constantly prime our bodies to make sure that we're, we're thriving. Right. Mm-hmm. But we still, I mean, this is a program, brother, that you probably would say that you are going to do pretty often, regularly. Oh, yeah, and I do, and I have, yeah. And, and it's, I'm just, like, it's like an oil change. It is, right? And, and we, take, you know, we take better care of our cars than we do our bodies. And, you know, it's no surprise that there's literally no downward trajectory for any of the major illnesses that we're all facing in this, in this world, right? I mean, autism is on the rise, uh, Alzheimer's is on the rise, obesity, autoimmunity, cardiovascular cancer nothing is improving we got to do something different right and this is what we're teaching if we don't get upstream we're not going to change the communication pathway from the brain to the rest of the body and it has to be it has to be of utmost priority you know when i talk to patients i tell them there's two things you will always have to do you have to focus on a weak a weakened area of the body we call that targeted therapy maybe it's thyroid maybe it's joints maybe it's brain maybe it's something in your system you know and there's maybe one or two things but you also have to detox and detox is no different than every 5,000 kilometers in your car you're going to take you take a car for oil change make sure everything's working well and whatnot you're going to be you're going to be detoxing very consistently uh every few months you know or, or maybe it's more than that maybe slightly less than that as you as you make improvements but because of the world we live in because of what we're being bombarded with constantly we have to make sure our evacuation systems are clear and we have to go upstream and make sure we're pulling and decreasing this total body burden um, so that we can live a really long life because, you know, we mentioned this before, I plan on living to 150 and beyond and in order for me to get there, I got to decrease the total body burden and consistently and, and do it long enough so it matters. Well, and feel great the whole ride, right? The whole 150 years. That's the yeah. whole idea. <laughs> you know, like I tell people, it's only great when you live long if you feel good while you're alive. Otherwise, it's just a struggle. You're going to struggle in the latter part of your life. And we see that with so many people. You know, I, I watch it and I'm like, man, it's, it's, it's disheartening when you watch people maybe for the last 10, 15 years of their life. Literally, they're just like they're drowning in sickness mm-hmm. and they're not living life anymore. And that's, you talk about prevention, like we are talking earlier. Is, is that not why you also do what you do, brother, on, on the lifestyle that you live? I mean, aside from us trying to live a longer time, I, I would like to just be completely functioning, brother, and go to bed one day and then be done. My body mm-hmm. just like detaches and it's done, right? Yeah. And that's how I want to go. So that's why I, I, I live the way I live, because I want to feel good every day of my life, and I want to have this all-time high. 
and I don't want to live in any kind of distress and, and, and sickness and things like that because our health is our number one asset. And if you don't have it, the ripple effect, it affects everything. And everybody, if I can really preach to you right now, one of the biggest things that will affect your health, it's what we're talking about in this podcast, which is detox. And removing these interferences, decreasing the toxic burden, and then constantly, like Nick's saying, cleaning your system out. And you know, it's funny, I like that you use the car analogy because I use that all the time, right? We talk about the vehicle and all this stuff. I was just telling a client today, I said, you know, it's pretty funny. You know, people pay anywhere from, gosh, you know, at the low end, maybe 300 a month for a car payment, all the way to some people like 1500 a month, right? Mm-hmm. And they're spending massive amounts of money on a car payment every month. But then you ask them to take care of their health and start investing and taking care of their own vehicle. And they're like, well, does insurance cover it? Oh, well, no, that's too expensive. I can't cover that. And I look at them and I'm like, man, your priorities are so upside down. Yeah. And it's that same, like I said last time, you know, Denzel Washington says it, you know, a hearse does not pull a U-Haul. And many people are spending and they prioritize all their money and their, their priorities and things that have no meaning to them. Yeah. As far as a materialistic, I like it around me. It makes me feel good. But at the end of the day, it's not doing anything for your health and your longevity and your well-being. Mm-hmm. So if you ask me, my priority with my stuff is always going to be on my health first because th- I know this vehicle has to take me through life on my journey. And then everything else comes after. Yeah. And, and let's talk about from a dad perspective. I mean, if you're a dad, you got kids. We know that we would do whatever it took to, for our kids. We would, you know, drive them to the moon and back if that meant that we could make sure that they would be healthy for a long period of time. And that's why we do this, right? We call it live it to lead it. If we're not taking care of ourselves, how can we be there and be available for for our kids? And then our kids, you know, just like us before or after our parents are dealing with more and more of this crap that we're being exposed to. And our kids, unfortunately, you know, unless we get our act together as a global society and, you know, start making these little changes that it has to start with us. We have to make those consumer choice changes so that it doesn't trickle down and affect our kids. I mean, we can't be, you know, complacent about this stuff. We have to really make some really important choices to, to shift this paradigm uh, towards a, a greater vitality so that, you know, we'll, we'll realize that in doing this work that we all have to do, you know, there's so much more that we can be doing on this planet. If we, if we all live to 150 and beyond, can you imagine the advancement in technology that these really smart people can live longer and do more amazing things, you know, and people in healthcare can teach more and educate yourself more. And if our global society could live longer and contribute more because we're all living in our purpose, we're, we're living in a more vitality, you know, we, we start to, we start to move the consciousness of the planet forward by, by taking action with ourselves. And, you know, we talk about detox and on a biochemical level, but really this, this has to permeate multiple layers you know we gotta detox our lifestyle we gotta detox our mindset we gotta detox a lot of these things that we talked about in the first few podcasts and and it's everything right it's not just about the mercury and and the glyphosate which we actually haven't even had a chance to talk about but i mean it's all this stuff that we gotta put together and and make ourselves better human beings which is why we do this podcast right bro like we do this podcast to teach people how to become a better human being and it starts with you, it starts with your health, and you gotta go upstream. Well, and the trickling effect, you know, I like how you're talking. I love, you're on the level of world changing, which you're absolutely right. There's a trickling effect that if people start rising that consciousness, we start making these paradigm shifts, we start understanding what needs to be done. 
then it trickles to the next generation and they have it figured out and then they learn more and then they trickle it even better to the next one. But like you're saying, that's not happening. The world is actually getting worse right now. And we're in this process of de-evolution. And if we don't wake up and start understanding, like you're saying, we need to do things differently then things aren't going to change. And so you look at being a dad, like we have a responsibility to our children to indoctrinate the right things and behavior in them. And who are they watching guys? They're watching you. They watch everything that you do. It's not just what you say. They see everything. They see how you eat. They see all your habits. They see if you're not exercising, right? They see if you're eating junk and fast food and those are your habits. So parents, you know, dads, you're the teacher. You're teaching your children everything that they either need to know or they don't need to know right now. So it's gut check time a little bit for you to look inward a little and see what impact is my habits and my lifestyle going to have on my child long-term if I don't change what I'm doing and teach them that this is how you're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's the responsibility that we have as dads. And then like you're saying, it trickles. It just, it makes, it changes the world, but it happens one person at a time. Yeah. Beautiful. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> But it's truth. I mean, like, this is this is what we all need to take responsibility for. We we too too long. I think we've been stuck in a hedonistic type routine, and you know, live for the moment, and you only live once, and all that kind of thing. And uh, there's some truth to that for sure. You know, I'm I'm a big believer in spending some time at the beach and just chilling out. I mean, we need that, but we got to bring some stoic philosophy philosophy back. We got to bring back some of this like Roman mindset and some of our ancient uh, ancestors who who moved through resilience in a huge all of an opportunity to move through this resilience that we're facing with toxicity and stressors and you know being a dad in this modern world and being a man and not being becoming estrogenified i don't even know if that's a word (laughs) we gotta level up our testosterone again by you know changing our mindset changing our hormonal system and, and doing a better job of getting rid of this crap in our lives and you know and that's that's our that's our gift to the world is to be able to to rise up and and uh yeah. So yeah, you, you're you're speaking my language, and I think that's why we we connected and found ourselves uh, putting together this podcast so that people could understand this and resonate and chime in and and uh, and keep the keep the process going, brother. It, and like you said, we've got a whole lot more to talk about on this subject. So listeners, we probably will probably every like I don't know maybe six to eight podcasts we're going to be talking about detox or we're going to be talking about the toxic load. And we may be talking every other episode about it because it's such an important thing and piece of the puzzle. And it's, it's part of the pillars, you know, that that we want to educate you on. So very, very important. So Dr. Nick, what is the the homework assignment for this week? Yeah, I think, you know, we, we've kind of mentioned it before and I think, uh, and let's bring it to home play. Um, I, I, I used the word homework earlier and really it's, this is, this should be sort of, somewhat fun or, or make it a challenge right so call it home play call it whatever you want but step one is start you know start with the skin start go outside in first what are you using from shampoos to toothpaste to deodorants to sprays and start looking at how you can once you finish off what you got that's an easy first step but just buy like look at another option you know, there's lots of even do-it-yourself type things out there if you're uh, really, really interested in diving deeper there. But I would say step one is just start looking at what you're using, topicals, and, and start to make some different choices. Um, 
when think? we talk when we talk about that one percent rule, man. I don't know about you, but when I was on my journey, you know, I was probably using the worst stuff you could use, and then I went from maybe like a eight or nine to like a six, and then I figured out oh, there's something cleaner, and then I was like at a three, you know, with the toxic you know level yeah. of what I was using, and then I'm almost at a zero, right? So as long as there's a progression and you're decreasing the burden, then you're making leeway, everybody. Mm -hmm. So a good source actually for you guys to find good products. There's a website called ewg.org and they actually do a lot of consumer testing on products and stuff like that there. And it's just a good place to start. They have things on food out there when you're grocery shopping, like we talk with pesticides and agriculture and things that we call them. I think it's the clean 15 and the dirty dozen when you're like shopping for food for your family, right? To decrease that toxic load there. Uh, They have all these beauty products. So they've done ratings on a lot of lotions and makeups and products. So you can find better alternatives there. And then there's a lot of apps. EWG has one. You can actually scan things at the stores and they may pop up and give you a rating and show you how safe they are. And there's another one called Think Dirty, I believe, that you can actually go into the store when you're buying soaps and shampoos and deodorants and you just scan the barcode and it actually will give you a rating on there. So just start, like like we're talking, you got to just start down, decreasing that toxic burden and starting to reduce just that's that's cool. I mean, those are those are amazing apps. I, I'm not using right. them. I'm learning something too, everyone. Like this is, this right? is crazy. <laughs> you can get a rating, yeah, and just lower lower it each time you you know. Hopefully, you can get get close to zero as possible. On, on yeah. WG actually too, just to to add one more uh, point on there. That's where we actually looked up our our different cooking pans because we were using the nonstick what because it's so much easier to cook with nonstick stuff. But again, another source of toxicity that, that we're getting in. So yeah, EWG is amazing. For looking at consumer products that we can all uh, make better choices on so guys one to two things this week start just looking like doc saying from the outside in and then maybe in a couple in another month you pick another one or two things right but take it slow and just start making those changes little by little that's it well, awesome guys dr dads we've got plenty more information coming your way and uh don't forget i mean we're 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 two docs trying to share this message with the world we would really appreciate if you like, share, subscribe, and uh, give us some feedback and let us know what kind of things you guys want to talk about and uh, or potential guests you'd like to see on the show. Uh, we're building up our, our list of people to, to communicate with and uh, bring some cool information for you guys. So uh, love to get feedback from all of you. And thanks for listening. And Dr. David, it's always awesome talking to you. I learn something new every time we speak. So thank you for your amazing insight. And you're off to do another talk tonight again. This guy's dedicated. He talks every Yes, day. sir. On the grind, brother. This was <laughs> great, brother. Thank you, man. I loved it. Yeah. Okay. Have a, good, have a great week, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the Dr. Dads and share with your family and friends. You can also follow and interact with Dr. Nick and Dr. David on Facebook and Instagram for a daily dose of inspiration and the latest in health and wellness. Be well.